Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. A few weeks ago, Bitcoin fell to $17,000 and ETH fell to around 700s. Now it seems like Bitcoin is stabilizing around the $20,000 mark and ETH around the $1,000 mark. So the question is, have we hit the bottom? Today, we will discuss why I don't think so. However, at the same time, why I don't think it matters. As we've highlighted many times since November or so, the market has been on a general decline. But really, since the early spring, there has been a market of FUD. We talk about a bear market, but generally speaking, this is the FUD market. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And there's some major things outside of the crypto markets that affects the way people feel about exactly how they're going to invest into crypto, buying NFTs and all of that. So the general sentiment of the stock market, as the market goes down, people pull their money from the stock market. They're pulling their money not only from just that area of investment, but they're pulling it from everywhere else. They're trying to get more liquid, get it into cash, putting it into savings accounts and things like that. But also the jobs market is something that creates a lot of fear and certainty and doubt. When there's announcements that shows that the hiring has not been up to expectations or a lot of people are either getting laid off, new people aren't being added to the workforce, all of these different things create uncertainty within the market. So because of that, people react in some ways that seems pretty much unjustified, but that is for someone else to really interpret what that means for themselves. But also another big indicator, another thing that we love to report and see what is going on with the economy and the world affairs of all of this stuff. Because when I say the world affairs, I mean, it's just a global reaching thing as far as what's going on generally in markets. And that is inflation. And at this point right now, we're seeing inflation everywhere. That's why I say it's world. Normally, it's limited to just a particular market. But even the most stable economies right now are experiencing inflation. So anytime that data comes out saying where we are as far as inflation goes, although we feel that they're underreporting, it still has this effect that creates a lot of panic. And in the U.S., the Fed rates, which is the Federal Reserve rates, and that is the percentage at which they're loaning out the money to the banks that are lending it out. Generally speaking, no one's going to go to the bank and get a 0% rate. However, for the longest period of time, the Fed was loaning out the money to the institutions such as the Bank of America, the Chase, and so forth at 0%, and they were lending it out for a very small percentage above that. So people are getting 30-year mortgages for 3% and so forth, and we have seen some historic rate heights in a very short period of time. And because of this, it's causing people to pull back a lot. Now, all of this creates a flywheel effect. Not one of these things independently will create what we're seeing right now, trying to figure out where the bottom is, why the market's falling and so forth. But generally speaking, as one of these news breaks, people find more information and data to validate their own FUD, their own fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Then they post about it, they share about it, they speak about it, and that in itself creates more FUD. As more people hear about that, they start to research it more, they start to find these validating points, all this data, well, yeah, the stock market is going down, jobs data isn't doing so well, inflation is on a 40-year high, Fed rates are going up, all of these things, and it just signals, wow, this person might be right. So that's why I say it is a flywheel. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt is creating fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It is pretty interesting in the human psychology and how all this stuff works. It's sort of like these people are putting out the worst possible information, and then the data is there somewhat confirming it, and it causes other people to start to spread this and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy as, yeah, the sky is falling. Well, now it's like the way we're reacting, it's causing the sky to fall. And it's a vicious cycle to get out of. 
But especially with the Fed rate going up, the interest rates, that's something that I would like you to pay attention to because it was very hard for me to really understand exactly why does that even affect crypto markets? It's because generally speaking, when savings accounts and bonds and all of those types of quote unquote safe investments are giving very small returns, very, very low yields, people are not going to save their money in those instruments. They're not going to tie up their money in a savings account that is losing value with inflation when they can put it into the stock market that historically is gaining 7% on average over the last, say, 100 years or so. So in theory, they're doubling their money every seven to 10 years, or they can put it into crypto where they're seeing things double within a matter of hours, or someone that's a little bit more safe, practical, they're going to take that money and rather than saving in the bank, they're going to launch a new business and do things such as that, or take out loans to buy some property, but anything other than saving the money. Well, now the interest rates are creeping up, the market is uncertain, you're going to see a lot more people going into those quote unquote safe investments, more people putting their straight cash into savings accounts, CDs, money market accounts, government bonds, and those things that two or three years ago just seem like throwing away money, leaving so much on the table. So where's all of this going? Do I think that ETH has bottomed out and should stay around or above $1,000 mark? In summary, no. I believe a recession will officially be announced on July 28th at 8.30 in the morning Eastern Standard Time, because that is when all the numbers are going to be announced to the public. And by definition, a recession is simply two consecutive quarters of negative real GDP growth. And to understand what that means, GDP is the sum of all the products, services, and all business activity within a particular country. It just adds up everything. But the real part is including inflation. So let's say everything cost 10% more this year than it did last year, and GDP went up by 10%. Well, technically, that is zero because the cost of everything just went up. The activity was not increased. Now, if inflation went up 10%, and the economy, the GDP, grew by 9%, well, technically, that is a 1% reduction from the previous one. So in order to calculate what an official recession is, it is two consecutive quarters of that negative growth with the real GDP. So that is something that's up for debate right now because most people that follow all this stuff believe that inflation is being underreported because they can do this thing called substitutions, right? When they're actually checking the price of, let's say, milk and all those other things to understand where inflation is going, well, they can substitute things out. So let's say milk goes up by 40%. However, there is an adequate substitute for milk, let's say some sort of soy substitute. If that only went up by 5%, well, they'll substitute it for that and say, if someone can't afford the regular cow's milk, this is a comparable alternative. Therefore, inflation is not as high as we expected. So there's a simple things like that that goes around to really play with the numbers. There's a saying that people such as myself that love to look at data love to say is that numbers don't lie. However, you can get numbers to tell the story that you want them to. And the way it is being presented, a lot of the time sways public opinion their purchase and investment habits, and so forth. So even in the NFT market, the numbers can tell a different story. For example, someone can say a project minted out in the last three hours, but what is not told is that during that time, the price was reduced to a third of the price, or it was reduced to free. So in theory, you would think that, well, if something minted out in the last few hours, that means it is popular, it is in high demand. But then when you look at the numbers and really understand the truth of the story, is that the reason why it minted out so quickly is because all of a sudden the price was reduced. 
So those sorts of things is what really happens when they're reporting numbers. The full story is not necessarily told. And you left, you looked at each number, see how it lines up with all the data and the actual news of what's really going on. It's uncertain as to if this supposed forthcoming recession will be announced in this latest quarter's report. But most people believe by the end of the year, this will be announced. And when that happens, I believe that's when there's going to be such a re-jerk reaction to the markets that prices are going to fall. And at that point, we're going to see the quote unquote true bottom and start to rebound and stabilize from there. However, just because that is what happened in the past with all the other recession announcements and that's how things usually work, there is no guarantee that's how it's going to work in the future. And you can see all of this data and information and the keyword that normally pops up is either average or median. However, both of those numbers could be skewed by extremes, especially averages. Medians are a little bit more safe and reliable to make decisions based on, but averages can definitely be skewed. So for example, if a bottom is hit two days after a recession was announced in one year, and then another year it was hit 365 days, well, they will say the average is 183 days, well, 183.5 days. But as we just saw, two days and 365 days are so far apart, there's extremes that if someone makes a financial decision based on that 183-day average, well, they can make a huge mistake. So generally speaking, that is why I don't try to time the market, and most people just don't. They just buy when they think something is worth it, do something called dollar cost averaging, which you didn't hear the episode about that. Listen to episode number 210, why I explain why dollar cost averaging is important. But most importantly, just remember that none of us can predict the future. And no matter how close we study the past, it still doesn't give us the exact knowledge of what's going to happen. There's a saying that I like, what got us here might not get us to where we're going. And of course, that is not really something that was said in the context of trying to time the market, but it does fit this situation. So the question at hand, do I think we have hit the bottom? No. However, for me personally, I think it is a great time for me to make a purchase. And everyone should make that decision on their own based on their own financial situation and how they calculate value rather than trying to time the perfect moment. Because more often than not, we are going to be wrong. And when discussing finance and trying to determine prices and value and all these things, I like to quote Warren Buffett. He often says price is what you pay for something, but value is what you're actually getting. So although the price may go down lower, value is another discussion altogether. The value of what you're getting is the actual asset. So if you believe that Ethereum or a particular NFT, Bitcoin, or whatever it is, has a particular value, where the price goes from day to day really doesn't correlate with that value. So hopefully you found this interesting. Please let me know, where do you think this is going to bottom out as far as Bitcoin and ETH? Please feel free to shoot me a line over at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. As usual, I want to thank you for listening as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.